Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Today's guest is Michelle Quay. And today we're talking about one of my favorite topics when it comes to growing an online business that is profitable and that is storytelling. Michelle is the expert for this. She is a certified visibility and marketing coach, a trained storytelling master. So we're about to get some goodies here. And she's a founder of Elevate Life Coaching. Uh, she's really just committed to empowering female coaches, but don't worry guys, we're still gonna get empowered by this. Uh, just empowering coaches to get seen, to get heard, to get clients by turning their passion into a profitable business. And this is the exact show for her to do that. So excited to talk about this. How are you doing today, Michelle? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm like, you got me so pumped about telling stories. Let's and do it. I'm pumped. If I, can, if I can just do that for a living, I can do that for the rest of my life, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, stories are amazing. Well, you know, just to get us started, um, what's what's your story? What made you decide to start your own online business, but also like fine tune or started around helping people with marketing and storytelling, et cetera? I think how I started into coaching business is very typical story compared to everybody, all the other coaches where they went through a personal journey, struggles, and here they are, they came out totally transformed. And that was me uh, almost half a decade ago. And I found myself in this place of having a major life transition and going into a new phase in my life after how I've been struggling with uh, physical disability and I was walking with crutches overcame that negative self-doubt and decided that I was going to book myself a ticket to hype Machu Picchu. <laughs> so wow. that whole journey was all about self-empowerment. It was all about resilience and overcoming these negative self-talk. And going through that journey, I realized that there are so many things that we can do in life and we should not limit ourselves to what feels limited um, so I decided to come out of my own shell and decided to sign up to a coaching program, got myself certified, and there I was, okay, so what do I do next? Mm. And so I came, across, came upon storytelling by accident because I had no marketing experience. I didn't know how to, how to talk about anything. So where do I even begin? And that was the point of my aha moment. Oh, well, I have this book that I published in my hand after the coaching certification, maybe I can talk about the book. Maybe I can talk about what inspired me to write the book. Maybe I can talk about that whole journey of traveling to Machu Picchu, how I how I was pounding on my crutches every single day and walking more than 14,000 steps. Maybe I can talk about that. Mm. And slowly from that, I realized, oh, people actually dig this. People actually want to hear more about my journey. Let me talk about it more. And so that's how I found storytelling. And that was my first step in starting my business. Yeah, it's beautiful. I like that because like storytelling is, you know, a form of marketing. It's a, I think one of the most powerful forms of marketing that we can invest in, whether it's writing, podcasting, video stages, anything. And, uh, you know, you had this crazy experience and then you got into coaching. It's like, I want to help people. And then you're like, I need to figure out how to market myself, but in a way that's authentic and ethical, you know, and that kind of stuff. And storytelling is such a great way, but it is interesting too, that, you know, you, you wrote a book, how many people have a book, you know, Oh, it's an Amazon bestseller. It's like, Oh, that's cool. But like hearing the story behind the book and why it came into conception really makes you value it more. And, um, I talk about this a lot on my podcast, but a great book that, I studied a lot is actually right here, Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. And uh, he talks a lot about storytelling. It's like what the big premise of the book is. And uh, just using stories to share whether you're teaching a framework or 
offering a product or a book or anything like that. Instead of just telling people the facts and things and the cool tactics and stuff from the book or the product, it's like sharing the story of how you learned or earned it before you mention any of the teaching stuff. Because he shares a story about how he was on a stage in front of a bunch of people and he's giving them this like really valuable stuff and they're just kind of like, well, okay, whatever. They don't, it's like, like lukewarm about it. And he yeah. stopped and he's like, do you not realize like what I'm sharing with you? And he just went into like, all of the pain and frustration and challenges that he had to go through to develop these frameworks that he's sharing with them and the thousands and thousands of dollars and hundreds of hours spent on this. And then he's sharing it with them. It's like, I'm giving you gold right now. Then after he did that and then went and taught the same frameworks again, it was just a whole different audience and environment. Yeah. I, funny, I have the same book sitting on my shelf. It's <laughs> so book, also, yeah. It's a great book. Yeah. And I think the misconception for from a lot of people is that they're thinking storytelling is the marketing. It's how you use, how you market yourself. But the fact is storytelling is what connects people. Mm. And every single day we're going through journey, whether you're selling. And, and the fact is we're selling every single day, whether you're selling a product, a service, or just simply an idea mm. that you want to share with people. It's that fundamental way of how we connect with another human being. And, and storytelling goes way back in the ancient years. That's how we have, see the carving on the wall. That's, see how, that's how we see the written words. We hear stories. We listen to podcasts. We watch TV. All these were bombarded by story. And that's about building relationship. So if you really look at the fundamental of what storytelling is, number one, it captivates people's attention. Mm -hmm. So if you want to sell some product or, or service, the first thing that you need is grabbing people's attention. Right? How do you get people's attention? You got to say something that's profound that people can relate to, that they can simply understand without without you going into explanation of what it is. And so I believe really the fundamental of storytelling and where it comes is it's in every single part of our world. It's in every single one of us. And only if we can utilize that into our business strategies, I, I truly believe that the business world would be a completely different, different realm. Yeah. Well, it's something I hear because I help like a lot of experts and, you know, coaches and authors and stuff like that who want to like build digital products and then sell them online. And especially when people are new, they'll talk with me about, well, I want to teach like relationships or storytelling or whatever it is but there's a bunch of other people teaching this. What's going to separate me from all those other people? And every time I tell them it's your story, it's your story and your stories of your experience and experiences with this topic of relationships or marketing or health. Because you could be the same, like you and I can both be teaching the same exact thing in the, the same strategies and whatnot, but I'm sharing my stories and you're sharing your stories, Michelle. Mm -hmm. And people are going to resonate with you more than me and vice versa. And that's okay because that's the beauty of it. There's no there's no lack of abundance out there for us. It's just getting out there and sharing your message and your experience with things rather than just spitting the facts and tactics. Yeah. One of, one of my clients actually recently, she was designing her signature talk and she had to give a keynote and the, she, she decided to start off her, her speech with, uh, did you know that there's 80% of the population who struggle and they're on all kinds of medication and I, right off the back, I just told her I could not come connect with the data because mm. well, I don't know what that 80% means. And then so I, I told her to change it because to switch the way that she's presenting herself. And so she started off by saying, well, I've been in the top uh, bank 
um, executive, as a manager. And over the years, I was able to make a lot of money, but I was also checking into a lot of doctor's visits. And when you say that, people can understand, oh, wow, you know, she must have. Yes, yeah. I, she's checking in a lot of bank, but she's also checking into a lot of doctor visit. Let me sit down and listen, listen to more. And now you introduce, so you got to grab people's emotion right off the bat, and then you can t- introduce them because some of us are very analytical. We're still very analytical. So we want to hear the data. We want to be able to hear the facts and truth. So introducing it, it's just a switch that we just have to change our mindset and change the way that we talk to people, see each other as people, as human beings. And so that, you know, something that James is relatable, I'm also relatable to what you're experiencing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Or it could be something that I've done that you haven't yet, you know, like when I started my business, I did this. If you're talking to people who are thinking of starting their business, for example, and they're like, oh, wow, like I don't want to run into that myself even, you know, but people can tie themselves into the stories that we tell about our own personal experience. And it's just really interesting. Um, Yeah, I'd love to hear a bit about you because there is this kind of, I'm sure there's, you know, there are a million and one ways to do this, but I'd love to dive a bit into your strategy for creating a signature talk and a signature story, because that's such an important piece as being an expert and sharing knowledge. When you speak on a stage as my new book, or you do a webinar presentation or whatever it is, sharing that signature story, like every expert that you hear that you look up to Russell Brunson, Graham Cochran, Ramit Sethi, Tony Robbins, they all have this signature story. And it's not just them telling a story. Like it is a curated thing that they have. It is a specific story and there's components to it that make it be a really great and impactful empowering story. So what is your system for that, Michelle? So the first thing I usually ask is, who am I talking to? And I think that's really important to understand who you're talking to, who's your audience, who am I going to tell these stories to? And the way that I tell a business story is going to be very different when I talk about a personal journey stories, right? Mm -hmm. So the first question I always ask is, who am I talking to? And from that, I ask myself, what do I want to teach? And so when it comes to the signature story, there's always lessons. The whole premise of telling story is that you're teaching a lesson. So when you're sitting down and designing your signature talk, the most important thing is to understand what is it that you want the world to know? What is your big idea that you cannot wait to run out there and to share? And so I I broke it down into three uh, and I call them my ABC. And this is how I design my signature story. Uh, The first one is authenticity. So I I truly believe no matter whether you're in the business world or you're in just nonprofit, it doesn't matter where you are, that authenticity, being who you are and showing up being you, that's the most number one important things. And then the second thing is having the courage to do what scares you. So I call that bravery. So that's my B, being showing up, even though, you know, I might be scared on the camera, but that's okay. You know, I'm going to do it anyway. And then C would be the connection, right? Just showing up and knowing that we're building a relationship and there's no right or wrong. There's only a relationship that we're here to connect with each other. And so it becomes my ABC. These are the three key key principle and idea that I would like to share with the world. And from there, so I have the audience. I know who I'm talking to. I know what lesson I want to teach. And then I will craft exactly what, stories in my life I can pull out of that I can talk about 
authenticity, bravery, and connection. So oftentimes I will immediately go to, so I'll give you a really quick example of bravery. So I usually go to my Machu Picchu story to demonstrate the courage I had, even though I'm physically disabled, but you know, that's okay. I may play small for in the past 30 years, but I'm going to do that one thing that really scares me. So I travel along to Machu Picchu and hike through the uh, uh, 26 miles of Inca Trail. So that's a story that I often use to demonstrate the courage that I have. And if I'm talking to a um, someone who, a, a women empowerment group, and a lot of women are being afraid to show up being themselves, then I would pull a story that demonstrate the authenticity and most women will resonate with the authenticity part. Mm -hmm. So it depends on who I'm talking to and what lesson do I want to teach. Then I can craft my stories to prove the point to show them, hey, this is where I was struggling with. So so it goes back to that marketing pain, agitation, and solution, right? Mm -hmm. So so you follow, kind of follow that that simple uh uh I'm gonna tell you what I tell you, I'm gonna tell you again, and I'm gonna tell you exactly what I told you. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of follow that same story map uh telling pattern. And by the end of it, everybody's going to stand up and applaud you. And I usually have my trick when I do that. I would say, okay, I want everybody to get up and we're going to do an exercise. And, and there you go. Here's my talk. Thank you for right. coming. And yeah. everybody will start clapping. So I always get a standing, standing ovation, ovation all the time. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> That's awesome. So the ABCs, uh, authenticity, bravery, and connection, those are like your categories that you kind of organize your stories in and know yeah. which what which story to pull when. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I like the simplicity. I love simplicity of threes and then ABC. It's very simple. Uh, Russell actually talks about something he said in that book, Expert Secrets, that really was eye-opening for me. A key takeaway was about kind of doing what you're talking about. It's about creating a story inventory. He talks about like the three different beliefs that people have, which are the vehicle or the opportunity that we're presenting. And then we have internal and then external. But even if you did, you know, like, I like what you said, like you're doing that in your own way of like authenticity, bravery, connection. But even if you just thought about internal, external beliefs, because those are things that people have, like the internal is more of the deep rooted, like, can I actually do this? The external is what's out of my control that's preventing me from doing this. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a little bit of cold, but organizing stories and not just telling stories just to tell stories. I feel like when we talk about storytelling, that's what a lot of people can do. And I did that for a long time. I was like, because I told a story, people are going to be interested. It's like, no, like you said, tell a story with a point to it. And that's what makes it be an impactful story. And the point can be to encourage someone. It could be to break a false belief that someone has around storytelling and how it is effective for your business or digital products or whatever it is, but telling a story for a specific purpose at the right time is truly an impactful tool we could put in our tool belt. Yeah, it's very strategic in, in fact. Yeah. So so you can't just tell any story. And this is something that a lot of people struggle with. I, I have tons of story. Which one do I actually tell? Right. And so you kind of have to decide. And this is how I my brain organize it. And I put things into buckets. And yeah. so ABC would be a bucket. Oh, that story goes into that A bucket. And this story goes into this B bucket. So I have a collections of, so I got into a habit of like collecting all my journal, my thoughts. I have like commonplace book, 
everywhere. And I would just write down and jot down all my thoughts. Sometimes it's random. Sometimes it doesn't have any point. But when I go back to it, I can always go back to, oh, this had happened. Let me share that with my audience. And they would resonate because it was proving a point. I learned a lesson. And so the bottom line is any the purpose behind storytelling is you're teaching a lesson. So what is the intention behind you saying what you're saying? And sometimes I teach my students, like, if you don't know what you're saying, then ask yourself, why am I still talking? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Why am I still talking? I had a mentor guy um, for a period of my life and he he told me never tell a story without sharing a point, never share a point without telling a story. So it's just like they go hand in hand with everything that you're doing. And yeah, they, I mean, story, when you hear that, I feel like people think movie uh, very long and in depth, but it doesn't have to be. It can be really short of like this happened. Uh, then, you know, there was a beginning, a middle end, like it can be that simple of a structure. Obviously you can get way more complex, like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or something like that. But stories can be short as long as you're getting the point across in the way of a story, because telling the story connects the human to the human much better than me just stuffing you with points, because that's why we surf the internet. We're like, oh, we're getting all this information. It's just kind of noise rather than a story that really connects it all together. Yeah. yeah. And it can be as simple as just one to two line. And, you know, with all the social media changes and, and the introduction of the artificial intelligence nowadays, you can write beautiful copy with the help of ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to human connection, there's no ChatGPT will give you a very generic story. And I've tried it before because I, I mean, this is an industry, so I like to try it. And it would just give you a very generic story. So mm -hmm. unless you bring in that personal touch, everything that you put out to the world, it wouldn't be authentic. And that would drive your business uh, clients away. That's going to drive your revenue away if you not if you don't realize that there's personal touch to it. Right. So while you can use AI, but you know, are you losing your personal touch yeah. in the in the modern world today? So simplify your storytelling, make it connect with people, make it about them their experience but in doing so you don't want to lose your own authenticity your brand identity yeah i actually remember working with a woman one time and she wanted me to review like her opt-in copy for mm -hmm. her lead magnet she's like i built this thing and nobody's opting in i read it and i was like i mean I, i'm always very blunt with people i'm just like your copy sucks like that's why like you know but i do it in a loving way but she, I was explaining it. I'm asking her some questions like, what made you come up with this? Like, why, what was just the thinking behind this? And she's like, oh, I just wrote it in chat GBT. And I was just like, oh my God, are you serious? Like, that's why it's terrible. And it was just like, it uses these big words that don't connect people and it's too complex. And now when I read copy, I can nine times out of 10 see that it's chat GBT that wrote that if it's a blog post or opt-in copy or whatever. And I've played around with it too, because I'm very interested in like, that's what copywriting should be. It should sound like you. And if ChatGPT writes it for you, like you can prime it or whatever ahead of time, but it's never going to really sound like you until you get yeah. in at least fine tune it. So Michelle, I'd like to ask you, as you have gained more experience in using storytelling in terms of growing a profitable business and just leveraging storytelling stories, what do you feel has become more important to you and why? I think what has become more important to me is having that empathy. I, I really believe that storytelling comes down to how do you understand someone else's emotion? What are they going through? And in order to be able to tell story that captivate people's heart, you really have to be in their shoes, truly understand what are they struggling with? 
and what are their hopes and dreams. Mm -hmm. And so until you truly understand your avatar, your audience, what your customer is going through, you won't be able to tell stories that really connects with them. It would yeah. be very generic, very broad. Um, it's not going to, it's going to sound all about you rather than about that person. So right. I truly believe empathy is the number one key of what you need to master in terms of storytelling. Yeah. And that can be kind of tricky too, because as I became more familiar with telling stories and looking back at my life and using stories and developing, like, which ones am I going to tell and where and why? It's like really thinking about from years ago when that thing was happening or I was learning this thing, how did I feel in that moment? I have to really sit down and go sit in a park or go on a hike or something and just kind of meditate on it and think, how was I feeling in that moment? The more detailed you could be with the way you were feeling in that specific moment, the better your story is going to be, the more alive it's going to feel. And it's the same thing, like you said, with listening to your audience. I mean, mm -hmm. I love to, I nerd out on my audience and I talk to my audience all the time. I research things. I look at YouTube comments related to similar content that my audience would be watching. And I'm always just researching what they're saying. But what's been helpful for me that I learned from some mentors is to create a uh, customer research document is what I call mm -hmm. it. Uh, but it's really simple. It's just three main categories. And I talk about this all the time, but the first category is challenges, frustrations, and pains that they have. The second one is hopes, dreams, and desires, and then mm -hmm. barriers, obstacles, and uncertainties. Those are your three categories, kind of like your ABC. But as you're surfing around on YouTube and you look in the comments of something related to your niche, you can see these conversations going on of real people asking questions, being like, this is my problem. And when you see those challenges that people are having using real language and it can make you feel emotional, you can copy that and just paste it into your document in the correct category. And then over time, you have a huge list of things. So when I'm writing copy, if I really want to touch on a pain point, I can look at my document and be like, oh, I'm going to take these three things. And I put it in, in like quotation marks of like, you might be feeling this way or thinking this. And it's like, oh man, he's like inside of my mind. And that's how you really get that effect with people of like reading their mind. Yeah, I have a spreadsheet and I call it learning the lyrics. You oh, know how, how oh, people good. learning their lyrics, <laughs> learning the lyrics. I have a spreadsheet exactly set up the same way. And I would go to uh, these uh, Facebook or social media groups. I would just copy and paste it. And it's about learning what, how they sing their song. Right. And so mm. every time I need to write a copy, I just go to my songbook and I would mm. pull out their lyrics and I would write the lyrics. Yeah. Oh, it's so powerful. And it, when I started doing that, it made me a way better copywriter and just getting better because that's an important skill is to learn with just growing business and online marketing, especially just copywriting. Like everybody ha should learn at least a foundation of copywriting. You can, of course, hire someone, but it's yeah. huge. So, someone had asked me recently, uh, what is the number one skill as a coach? And I straight up told them knowing how to write. Like that's your yeah. number one skill you need to know. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you get like copywriting is crazy because when you get even halfway decent, you don't need to be the best. Like I took a really good copywriting course from Ramit Sethi and taught me a ton. I still study it, but he, something he said inside of that course, it was like $2,000. Like I, it was an investment, but it was really great. Maybe a way better copywriter. He said, get your copy good enough and then move on. And a lot of people, they spend so much time trying to make it be perfect that they waste a lot of time. 
When in reality, it's like, get it good enough. And then you drive traffic to it and get in front of people and test it. And it's like, if you have a, a funnel, you know, and by the time they get onto your sales page, no one's really buying, but you know, they're making it to the sales page. Something's wrong with the copy. And then you can assess it and be like, okay, actually I could change this stuff around and make it better. But as long as it's good enough to make a sale, like yeah. there's people who have decent copy and they make a bunch of sales. And it's like, of course they could do better with their copywriting, but it's good enough to do the job. And that's all that really matters. Mm -hmm. you, you sound like what I'm doing right now. It's one of my sales sales page. I keep going back and fixing it because yeah. I'm making some sales, but I can make it better to increase more sales. So, right. Well, yep. it's, yeah, it can be other things too. It can just be the <laughs> amount of traffic that you have in general. Cause there's like, there'll be, there's three main metrics and it, this applies to writing too. And I also learned this from me and it just makes sense, but people focus on all these crazy metrics. It's like if you're building an email list, which you should be, which comes down to like email marketing, which is writing sales page, which is writing. Uh, if you could be blogging, if you're getting traffic that way or podcasting or YouTube videos, but like you have your traffic, that's metric one. And then how much of that traffic is converting into email subscribers? They're opting in, which is yeah. copy. It's saying it's what it says to get someone to opt in, you know, the writing on the page. Uh, and then if you're having like a good conversion rate from your traffic, the amount of traffic you have, the opt-in rate, then how many of those people that opt-in are buying? So those are your three metrics, the buyers, the opt-ins, and then the traffic. And that's mm -hmm. how you can really assess it. Cause you could be making sales, but it's maybe just that you look at those metrics, you're like, oh, actually I'm not getting a lot of traffic. And that's what the problem is, you know? Mm -hmm. So yep. anyway, yeah, <laughs> but it, getting good at writing and storytelling, like you're talking about here, that's where, you know, you can make a sales page that is good enough and it's making sales for you consistently. And it's like, that's something that is doing the work for you when you're not working. And it can, you know, if you get enough traffic and it's dialed in well enough, then yeah, you could be making thousands and thousands of dollars from something that's you're not even doing anymore. It's just, exactly. it's just wild. And it's all from writing, which is crazy. It is. And, and in order for people to land on that sales page, you might be thinking about, oh, I got to put up some Facebook ad and that will require you to go do some writing. And if you notice the Facebook ad, what really performed well are the copies that tells the story. Yeah. Like my client doing X, Y, and Z, or yeah. I did this and that. And those are the posts that drives the most traffic, get the most opt-in. So step number one is write better copy, tell better stories that, about your business so that people can come in and then you take them to the next step, which yeah. also requires storytelling and writing. Well, yeah. Uh, and and it even, covers everywhere. Even that course, like with Ramit, like $2,000 copywriting course. I was just like, I want to get better at copy. I trust Ramit going through it. Um, that's what he talks about. When he talks about like building a sales page, there's five different types of stories that he shares. And he's like, make a three-part narrative using these story types. And it's all story. And then the email sequence, like it's, it's about a storyboard is what he talks about. And having mm -hmm. a a plot basically that they all play off of that's related mm -hmm. to your product. And it's all storytelling. That's really what it is. So it's just really eye opening, really incredible. And yeah, if you get better at telling stories and writing in a way that can tell those stories very well using like sensory words and that kind of stuff, then, I mean, you're going, you're going to make a lot more money in this, in this game. Yep. Agree. And yeah. now that, that the era is changing, it is the number one uh, essential priority in our world. Yeah. yeah. So based on your career with running your online business, you know, I mean, related to storytelling or even not, what do you wish someone told you or someone would have told you early on? I wish someone had told me that um, you need to learn how to talk to people. 
right? That don't spend so much time. Sounds perfecting. so simple. <laughs> it, it, it's true. And we spend so much time, like coaches, entrepreneurs, we spend so much time thinking about, oh, I got to nail down to my niche. But they forget, they forget the fundamental way that you can nail down your niche is that you talk to people, understand what their pain and struggle is, and that would help you to identify what problem you're solving. So if you keep sitting behind the desk and trying to figure out oh, what problem am I solving? Oh, I think they, they need this. I think they need that. You're, you're doing it from a thinking perspective. You never had any evidence, no proofs. So you got to start talking to people early on. Don't don't care what you talk about. Tell them the story. Tell them what you're passionate about, but talk to people. And that yeah. was the first thing I wish I had knew. Yeah, well, it, it is. It is. It sounds so simple when you say it, but it is really so powerful. Like uh, the book, The Prosperous Coach by Rich Litvin and Steve Chandler. I think if you're a coach, you should read the book at least once. I don't necessarily agree with everything that he says, but one thing that he says, like, if you want to grow your business, just fill your day with conversations. And that's what you're saying. And like, like you said, with the niche and stuff like that, people try and figure out their niche or perfect business idea in their head. But it's like, I have gone through multiple niches. I started out as like a general spiritual life coach. And then I went into like leadership coaching. And then I went into performance and productivity, which led me into digital products and stuff. And I started helping people with that. And that's kind of what made me decide to like, this is my thing. But it took me years of doing that and just trying different things. And as you work with people, like for me, when I worked with them in life coaching, I was just like, I don't know. I feel like a therapist is not quite what I want to do. Nothing against therapy or anything, but it just wasn't really hitting that, hitting the nail on the head or the hammer on the nail. I don't know. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. And then it wasn't until just like working with more and more people that I started to really fine tune. It's okay to make those pivots. You don't have to get it perfect right off yeah. the bat. Just yeah. get it good enough, get it out there, use it and then fine tune. We spend too much time in our head. We need to get out of our head and get to people. In the field. <laughs> get to the field. Like yeah. take a field trip or something. <laughs> I love it. Cool. Well, it, it, that was super fast, but we're, we're right about at time. And um, Michelle, where it's been great, by the way, just getting to know you. But where can people learn more about you, find out what you're doing in the world? I'm going to be on every social media uh, platform you can ever find. But okay. the easiest way is on elevatelifecoaching.org, where I have everything. Okay, cool. I'll make sure we get a link down in the description. Let me share. Yes, I do have it. Uh, and I also have Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. You just, you will find her just Michelle Quay or Elevate Life Coaching. You'll be able to find her very easy. So we'll put that down in the description for the listener. Don't be intimidated by stories. I remember when I first started telling stories, I would practice inside the mirror, trying to tell these stories like on a piece of paper. And I would get so mad because I kept forgetting where I was at in the story. Uh, but the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. We're telling stories all the time. You're hanging out with friends, getting some dinner or drinks or whatever. And you're like, oh, this crazy thing happened to me the other day. Or this person almost tried to run into me. It was crazy. We're always telling stories. So just think about how you tell those personal stories. That's something that's helped me and how I can keep people engaged, even in something like that. And then really you're just sharing experiences that you've had in your business. And if you feel like you don't have a lot of stories, like go make some. For example, with me, I thought about, uh, YouTube. I really want to grow my YouTube channel. It's been growing, which is great. But I said, what if I hire YouTube coaches and with every coach I hire, I can be like, make a piece of content where I tell the story and the lessons learned and everything from hiring that coach, the YouTube coach and how it's helped me grow my channel. 
And then after I've hired like 10 different people, I can make a playlist of me growing my channel. It's seeing me do it. Then uh, after 10 people, it's like, I hired 10 YouTube coaches. Here's what I learned. You know, and that's great content for the platform. So make your own stories, get out there, tell more stories and always have a point with your story. And then uh, just take action. That's all we got for you. So take what you learned here, get out there, make something happen. We'll see you in the next one.